What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. All right, Ken, everybody should be unmuted. Okay. I'm seeing a new number for the co-host. All right, yeah. And um, we got about one minute. Okay. I'm setting up live, too. Your co-host is already on. That's what I'm saying. Uh, everybody should be yeah, on. I'm here. Okay, cool. Can you hear me? Good. Yeah, I hear you. You good? You good to go? Okay. Trying to set this live up. What time? There we go. Uh, hopefully, everybody can see me. There we go. <coughs> okay, we good to go? Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. Good evening, good evening, good evening, everybody. Ladies and gentlemen, you are tuned in to A Man's View. Hosted by Kenneth Jennings and my special guest host tonight, Charles Frazier. You're on the full-time award-winning Poet Radio. Let's get started, everybody. Tonight's show is about in the midst of the pandemic. Do you think it's a good idea to restart major yes and no and explain to me why i'm gonna give you my point of view to start off on the show tonight you know i i understand they're trying to get started with these new sports and everything tonight um i don't think it's a good idea i think we need to just cancel out this season let everybody find out exactly even more information on this pandemic on COVID-19, 
and see where it goes from there. Let's let's wait. Let the whole year go out and then restart everything next year at the regular time that they're supposed to start and just give up on this season. And then we have a better idea of knowing exactly where we're at. Um, let me, before we, everybody gets started or anybody call in, I want to start off and introducing my guest co-host tonight, Charles Frazier. For those of y'all that don't know, this is, to me, uh, most definitely a Hall of Famer state player, two-time All-State football player, one of the best athletes I've ever seen play high school football in my life. Even though I think I'd have bust them up if I was on the other side, I would have got the whole story for a different day and everything. We'll get back to that later. But, Charles, go ahead and say hello to the world today. Well, hello, everybody out there listening at the Poetry Radio today. Um, as he said, my name is Charles Frazier, and uh, I'm happy to be here on, you know, on the show with you guys and speaking on this very important topic. Thank you very much. I think it is a very important topic, and you know, I, I think people need to understand the risk that these players are taking. And then let, let's just even look at it from this point of view. When you out here playing, let's say, let's say the Lakers and the Clippers in a in the finals, and all of a sudden, one of the, the major players, LeBron and Kawhi Leonard, or Paul George, Anthony Davis, come down with the coronavirus. Now they're done for the for the rest of the year, and the whole spectrum of the playoffs just changed. And mm-hmm. that's just speaking on the sports part of it. We ain't even getting on the health part of it because people might say, "Oh, well, what if they get an injury? Then they can still be sitting out too." But the difference is from an injury in in COVID nineteen, chances are you go recover from the injury. It's not going to be life life threatening. With COVID nineteen, it can be life threatening. So we got to understand, and they got to understand the risk that they're taking. So I just want to hear everybody's opinion on what they think about it. What's your opinion, Chuck? Well, for me, um, uh, I I stand, you know, on the side where I, I feel as though sports is going to be a big part of us converting back to the norm and what we're used to at least being the norm. And I think that's going to be a bridge for us to really – begin to get back to that and with the way that they're trying to set things up because you know they started the boxing they started the tennis and things like that and a lot of people are still being affected by the virus and we see that but at the end of the day society is really looking forward to everything coming back and people are getting impatient because there's so much money being lost right now from these bigger organizations and things of that nature so Everybody is really eager to get back to the norm or what we used to see as the norm. And with sports, that, that pretty much gives people hope that things are getting back there. Now, do I think it's a good idea right now? No, I don't, because you're still sacrificing people's health and their lives in this situation. But they're going to, regardless of my personal thoughts, sports is going to be back before next year, and they won't wait until the next season to get things back. So do I think it's a good idea? I don't think it's a good idea at all. But the money that these big sports leagues actually generate, it demands to get it back sooner than later. So, I mean, it's almost like nothing that you can really do about it at this point. And I I totally agree with you on that. Um, I don't think it's a good idea for it to come back, but I think, it's going to be back, whether we want it to be back or not. And if it do come back, I'm not going to say I'm not going to watch it. I'm going to watch it and enjoy as much of it as anybody, just like anybody else will. Um, but that that's the question. Um, do do what do what do our audience think? What do you think? Do you think it's a good idea to bring the sports back? You know, give me a yes or no, and, and explain to me why you think so, whether on either side, because it's something that I think we need to talk about. It's something that, that in, in, in way did, like you just said, the biggest reason I think why it's coming back is the money that could possibly exactly. be lost. Um, you can look through all the different um, areas of sports and everything. You know, you got over 40 colleges and universities that have players that have tested positive already. Um, you got about 10 different training camps in baseball 
who's counsel who counseling day training season right now to get everything cleaned up. You got baseball players that over the last few days they are tested positive. You have about ten NFL different teams to who players have tested positive already. And, I, and that's not even with them really getting around each other. Maybe they're going to get a little different once they all get around each other in the same area and they can try different things to make sure that everything is on the up and up and they're washing their hands and they're keeping themselves away from everybody. They're keeping the social distance as much as they can other than the players that's on the field that's going to constantly be tested. And it's one of the things that scares me about basketball is um, that they – well, before I get into let me go ahead and go to one of our callers. We got a caller. Please state your name and where you call it from. And what do you think about the question tonight? This is Gregory Brooks. Hey, Gregory, you got a Hall of Famer coach right here. Um, one, one of the main places he coached that was bigger. That's where he taught me so much. One of his players from Spain. Hold on one minute. We can, um, brother Gregory. If you're on an earpiece or something like that, we may be getting feedback from that. So just to let you know, you may need to make an adjustment. We're hearing um, a little bit of feedback. Right. Uh, anyway, I think the other sports back. They don't need to run hide. It ain't gonna help none. I mean, uh, I realize the coronavirus and the rest of it is a serious thing. I also feel that we can uh, do what's necessary to keep this, keep the numbers down. Uh, right now, uh, sitting in the house is getting very boring. Need something to watch a few other humans. Hey, I ain't been in my house since this mess happened. But I do notice that if you follow the rules and you, you know, wear a mask as much as possible, you everything, I, I think they can play it as safe as they possibly can. Uh, anyway, to, to add on what Coach is saying, and actually, I think um, if you look at it, Athletes have the best successful recovery rate of this virus than anybody because their their bodies are more equipped to deal with something like this. Like you had one boxer last night uh, that was announced with the coronavirus a few days ago, and he was just up for a big fight or whatever. I can't think of his name exactly, but by the time he even filled, found out that he was diagnosed with the virus, the doctors were telling him he was pretty much at the end of his cycle because of his workout regimens, and he had already pretty much sweated out the majority of that, the, that particular infection. So athletes are more equipped to deal with this than anybody. Not to say we want to just throw them out on, on the front line and, and, and be test dummies, but their bodies are more equipped. So I think, you know, hey, I mean, sports is probably a good start. Okay. And, and I, and I, and I, I, I can agree with that. Uh, also, you know, I'm a wrestler, too. I think they should bring wrestling back, too, because uh, it's high school level, and uh, we just need to get more involved in what we're doing. Stop letting this thing run in the corner. Do realize that we must do this safe. We're going to do it safely. Social distancing, uh, match wherever possible, uh, showers and baths or whatever. As soon as the activity's over, so you don't take it anyplace else. I think we can do it safely. Okay. All right. Well, thank, thank you a lot, folks, for calling in. It's always good to hear from you. Don't, don't, don't be such a strange to hit me up. And I need some more of the Bible verses, too. Send them over to me in the morning. I put your name back on the morning scripture reading because uh, I had lost the phone and that number. And I didn't, so now I got your number. So let me put you okay. back in there. Please do. Thanks a lot, Coach. And I'll be talking to you soon. Have a good one, Coach. All right. Going to our next caller, we got 312-203. 312-203, state your name and where you're calling from. Hey, Ken, it's, it's Ed Sherman calling from somewhere in the northern suburbs. How are you doing? <laughs> I, I'm doing great. This is Ed Sherman, everybody. He, uh, um, are you still writing with the Tribune now? But he been following no, me. No, I've kind of yeah. No, I'm kind of once once I start, once I wrote about you, there's nothing else left. So I'm I'm out of the interview <laughs> now. Well, what better what better way? You know, to I peaked I peaked with you, I peaked with you, and then uh, there's nothing else to go after. And so, uh, but uh, I'm very thrilled that you got a show, and and I'm thrilled that you reached out to me to to, to give a call. 
Oh, well, one day I'm about to call you on and how you be a partner. You be the um, you be my guest on the show because I know we got a whole lot we could talk about. <laughs> that would be great. That would be great. So we only go work back. That out. Uh, we go back with what, 32 what, years, 1988, right? Yes. Wow. Yes, 1988. He wrote the, one of the first major stories on me. I was on the front page of the Tribune. You know, that, yeah, that don't happen too often. So I, no. you know, I was on the front page of the Tribune. They did a whole feature. What was it about? Lasted three days, Friday, Saturday, Sunday? Right. Yeah, three days, three-part series. Yeah, and that, that was what you went through and then uh, and how remarkable your attitude, which was stunning. I've kind of, you know, I told you many times that uh, – when they first asked, told me to do this, asked me if I wanted to do this, I was like, oh, you know, it's not going to be, what do you expect? This kid, you know, just had this horrific injury. It's going to be, you know, very depressing. And then I just got, from day one, I just got the the opposite from you, how upbeat you were and are you ready to take this on and um, how everyone, you know, and it was such a great, fun experience. And here we are 32 years later and we're still, you know, still friends and still texting and, and talking every now and then. And uh, so yes. and really when you reached out to me today about uh, calling in your show, you know, if I, I, whenever I get a chance, I, I always love to kind of touch base. So um, you want to talk about this, uh, this issue? Cause I think it's a really, it's, a, it's an interesting one. Yeah. With the, you know, and the question is in the midst of the pandemic, do you think it's a good idea for sports to return? Yes or no. And why? You know, I think it's, I think it's a question of what we want and, and what's in, in reality, you know, and I think I would love for sports. We all want sports to return. I mean, you know, and, uh, and, you know, and they're showing in some parts of the world that it is possible. You see the soccer, the premier league over in Europe, they're playing and, you know, golf kind of got, got back a little bit and they're playing basketball in China now. And so you're seeing it in some, some areas, but, but the question is, can it be sustained? You know, is it realistic to think that, you know, that, 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 uh, that nobody's going to get the virus and that, and especially in a team sport, in a team sport, let's say, you know, let's say that somebody gets the virus on the, on the Cubs and then all of a sudden 10 mm-hmm. people get the virus on the Cubs. Well, you can't, you know, so what are you going to, are you going to, are they going to forfeit those games? I mean, in an in individual sport like golf, you know, somebody, gets the virus while well, he's just out of the tournament for the week that goes on. But what are you going to, I still haven't heard that part of it. What are you going to do if it's, if we know if one person gets it, the likelihood is, you know, the way this, how contagious this is, that five or six guys on a team can have it. And then what are you right. going to do? And then I heard your, I kind of, I don't know if that was you saying, talking about, you know, yes, anecdotally, young people, young people get, get, um, recover quicker. They don't have the same type of symptoms, but here's the question. And we're older now, you know, the problem is, is that with these sports teams, there's a lot of people who are older or and you look at Dusty Baker, who's the manager of the Houston Astros. He's 71 years yeah. old. I'm pretty sure he's a diabetic. Um, it was, this would not be a good thing for him to get this. You know, he's got pre, I'm pretty sure he's a diabetic. If I remember correctly, he, regardless, he's 71. We've got a lot of older people who are, coaches on these teams, you know, a lot of NFL coaches are in their sixties, um, mm-hmm. you know, and so it, the younger athletes might not have the issue if they get it, but then if they expose someone within that organization, who's older, who has pre-existing conditions, it's not a good thing. And it's not a guarantee either that if you're young, you know, that you're not going to have some major issues with it. It's not likely, but that's, it's that lottery, you know, it's that, it's almost like that one bullet in the gun. Maybe it's a hundred, maybe there's a hundred rounds in that gun and there's only one bullet in there, but I don't know that anyone wants to pull the trigger and find out, you know, you know, it just takes one. So So I'm really hoping that it'll happen. You know, I'm hoping, but I'm, I'm a little leery, you know, I mean, I think you see what's going on with the cases rising I think it's going to be very difficult for them to, regardless, to keep to keep it out of out of these clubhouses. And this could be really interesting too. What I think they're, I mean, are they going to play a game and then not shower after the game? You know, especially like a football, or, you know, a football game or a baseball game because you can't really. That's not going to be very healthy either. I don't know. You know, I'm hoping it happens. 
because if it doesn't happen, you know, we're going to be going a long time here without sports because it's the vaccines right. at best is not coming until the early part of next year. And that's at best. That's at best, you know. Exactly. So. <laughs> and and, 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 and think about it, you know, with basketball, you know, he's had to put everybody in a bubble. Uh, yeah. And then, but with football, you can't put a whole football team and everybody in the bubble and all the equipment no. and everything. So, so right. exactly, how, again, they play out in the, some of the games we played out in the cold. You know, when you like right. to say you got older coaches out there, you know, already with some health issues. Now you put this on top right. of it where COVID can turn into something so much more. Right. You know, and I think. And then you also have. To, I'm sorry, but you also have to look at that the angle of. The fact that when you're dealing with football season, you're gonna get, you know, you're gonna get players with the sniffles or they come up with these little common colds and things like that, and you're gonna be. You, there's no way with with the contact sport like football. There's no way around being, you know, sharing those type of germs and things right. of that nature. So it does get really risky at that point. Right. And, you know, they even talked about it. It's, it's even. You know, a lot. There's a lot of signal calling. You know, in football. So you know, guys. Even and there's mm-hmm. a lot of, obviously a train. You know, but you know, and the signals where the guys are yelling the signals. Well, that helps. If someone's calling the signals and has the virus, that spreads the virus because he's you know expelling the you know what his air those germs out into the air. It's really complicated. I, I just don't. You know, like even with the basketball, they're going to play in a bubble, but they're going to be in hotels. Is everyone who works in the hotel going to get tested every day? You know, I mean, how do they, how do you just keep it out? I don't know. And right now, well, I'm sure, I'm sure the NBA is very nervous because Florida is a real hot spot right now. I mean, they had 5,000 new cases yeah. there today. And yeah. uh, it doesn't, remember when everyone kind of thought, well, it'll get better when it gets warmer outside. Well, I don't think that, I don't, I think it's pretty apparent right now. This thing does not, you know, warm, warm weather is not stopping this thing. Right, not the one weather we have. We just gonna take a whole lot of more degrees than what they talk about. Yeah, you know. So hopefully, you know, if people wear a mask and you know, and if they kind of really are careful, it'll happen. Because I'm, you know, I can you know, you and I are both White Sox fans. I mean, we would love to see you know the the season start, you know, in a few weeks, just to yeah, kind of see even a few games from you know a few games from Lewis Roberts. Yeah. Right. So. You know, so I'm hoping. I'm hoping. Okay, well, thanks a lot, Ed, for calling. I'm hey, be calling thank you, sir. And we're going to work out yeah, something. You're going to be uh, my special guest. Okay, that would be great. Anytime. Okay. You have a blessed day. Thank have you. Have a good evening. Okay. Okay, we got our new caller coming in. Um, New caller, state your name. Well, before we do that, before the new caller come in, let me do a... Um, Station ID, we got ladies and gentlemen, you are tuned in to a man's view. Hosted by Kenneth Jennings and his special host, special guest host today, Charles Frazier, on the four-time award-winning Poet Radio. Okay, let's go to our next caller. Our next caller, um, 773-238, state your name and where you calling from. I'm calling from Chicago. My name is Clyde Travis. Okay, we got another. This is Clyde Travis. This is Hall of Fame uh, writer for the Chicago Sun-Times. Did over 35 years writing on high school sports. He also did a feature story on me uh, back when I got hurt. And me, right now, me and him is working on our book, on my book together, titled How Eight Seconds Changed My Life. It's going to be groundbreaking. It's going to be something that everybody needs to read. And Clyde, tell me, what's your view on on tonight's topic? Well, hey, Clyde. Know, before before I stop that, you know, I got you got you got one of the best. You know, I was just talking the other day about who I thought was one of the best high school football players that I ever saw, and I and I had no idea. <laughs> I had no idea that the same person I was talking with was going to be your co-host tonight. Hey, what's happening? <laughs> How you doing today? Pound for pound, you're one of the toughest guys I've ever seen in my life. But you know what? You Thank know, like you. I'm glad you guys, are, you know, uh, are putting it together like this. You know, speaks volumes of what you all are doing. Hey, the topic is so. It's, it's one of those topics, man. You know, everybody has a has a perception. Everybody has a view. It's but mm-hmm. 
you, you know, it's it, it depends on what side of the fence that you line up on because it is a great topic. Now, if I was put in that situation, what I'd be doing, the same thing that you'll be doing, that's yet to be discovered. I mean, that, you know, that's yet to think about. But I would always err on the side of safety and caution. I mean, and that takes tre- uh, precedent to me over the vast amount of monies that, you know, pro- possibly that, you know, we're, we're, we're dealing with. You know, it's, you know, it's one of those subjects there, you know, there's no right or wrong answer when you talk about your life, you know, and, and the value of your life. There's no life or wrong answer because some people have different values on money versus, you know, other things, man. So, I mean, but it's a heck of a topic you guys got going right here. <laughs> you know, I will say that. You know, it, it, you know, as far as the way it has to be conducted, the one thing that scares me is that whatever happens at the top, what happens, it filters down to the bottom. So, right. you know, and that's the scary part about this. Now, because you have the, the uh, professional teams now saying, okay, we're going to go with it, that's, that's going to filter down to what? The colleges. Colleges say it was going to filter down to, mm-hmm. to the high school. High school. High school. You know? To the grammar school. So, you know, everybody obviously is going to be affected, you know, in, diff- in different ways. I mean, are, are the kids on the are, the, are the people on the bottom end going to have the same uh, um, amount of safety precautions that the people at the top will have? It's never been like that. You know, are, right. people, in, are people in private schools going to be more apt to have better um, uh, testing facilities or, 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 or testing procedures? Than people in 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 non-private schools. I mean, so it's a lot to think about. It's it's a wide open subject. I'm glad I just you know tuned in to listen. Um, I think you guys are doing a great job. And hey, man, you know just um, you know you can just take it from there, man. I'm I I really am I'm it I'm just totally because as far as I was concerned, I thought they should shelve the whole year. You know that that, that that's, that's me. what I was thinking. That's that's me. That's I, 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 I thought too. You know, I mean, you know, like I said, you know, but did you think about so many of the other ancillary things that go along with that? You know, kids losing scholarships, um, mm-hmm. uh, you know, the, uh, um, the, 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 the millions of dollars that, that are going to be lose, the economy being affected. I mean, any way you want to see, it's one of those what they call Kobayashi Maru. It's one of those questions that you can find a right and a wrong answer no matter what side of the fence that you live on. The problem, mm-hmm. you know, you guys all, you know, the issue should be right now is what do you want for your children? You know what I mean? What do you, what safety do you want? I mean, because even guys in the NBA, like, you know, Trevor Ariza and some other guys, they're saying, hey, man, you know, we done. <laughs> you, know what I mean? so, you know, so some people are, are, are voicing a, a, a really displeasure with the fact that, the decision is on them when they think cooler heads should have prevailed. I hope I didn't. I hope I can't. <laughs> well, all that to say, I don't know. You know, you pick one heck of a topic, man, and the people who who, uh, um, who call in, everybody has something that they want. Everybody has something. But I, I just feel for the kids. Think about it, Chuck. If you were coming out in the year that you were coming out and you couldn't play in your senior year, I mean, yeah. you know, you won the baddest boy right. to hit the, hit the gridiron, and then all of a sudden, you know, your senior year where you, you know, you're really trying to be out here, be recruited, you know, you, you know, you got all the eggs in one basket, and then all of a sudden mm-hmm. somebody shuts it down. Then, then where do yeah. you go from, you know? So it's a lot of things people have to think about. And it, it, it goes, and it, it, it's, it's time for us to start figuring out solutions to recover from this because, like you saying, these kids that are that are looking forward to pursuing a college career in sports and things like that, where do they go? What are their options at this point after everything has been totally shut down? What's the recovery process? You know, where do they begin in getting back on track to you know to reaching their dream? Well, you know, and then then you think about it. You know, think this. These are the ancillary parts about it. Okay, COVID nineteen, no school, no sports, no this, no that. Now you're depending on people to have uh, a certain capacity to do online this. Oh, well, you got some kids that man, they didn't want to do, they didn't want to study when you were right there. 
<laughs> right. <laughs> and, you know, everybody gets motivated in different ways. You know what I mean? Everybody, sometimes somebody needs that person right there to, to, to govern them. Hey, all right, you know, you got, this is how you do this. Well, I'm not getting, well, look, at you know, work with this person or work with this person. Now, you, now you got people that don't even have computers. You got people right. who, you know, I mean, it, it's nothing like, that's what that's what makes teaching what it is. It's nothing like that hands-on uh, person to, to help navigate you through troubled waters, you know, at, at, at times. But and as far as sports is concerned, I mean, you know, everybody doesn't, you know, is, is chasing that dream. I, it, that's the sad part about it right there because this is some people's, you know, uh, a, a dream, man. I just want to know if I'm good enough to make it. You know, uh, coaches can't coaches can't come out and evaluate. So therefore, what happened? Chuck, Chuck, think about the team that you played on. I mean, now somebody comes to see Charles Frazier, and they look up and they say, "Whoa, who's this guy right here?" You know what I'm saying? Right. So it's a lot of things that go that transpires and go on um, with the shutting down of the season. But at the same time, is that worth the I, I just don't get you know we have a we have a disease that is like playing tag. Okay, you it, you know, it's, you, can, mm-hmm. you know, you know, you you have no way of knowing where not to go. You know what I mean? You have no way. It, it, it's 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 Russian roulette. But sometimes you know, I'm sure that the people in position have taken all the precautions. Well, hopefully, like you're saying, Charles, taken all the right. precautions, make sure and ensure. Mm-hmm. That that every possible mechanism for the safety and the uh, uh, precaution is in place. I, I I just feel that in my heart of hearts. But at the same time, I'm I'm not without any hesitation or reservation in saying, well, how can you fight something that you can't see? How can you fight something that you don't know uh, how is? You know, I mean, how you can play tackle and not have physical contact? Right. Right. I mean, you know, I mean, you tell me that one, right? How can you play any sport, any sport? I don't care what it is too much, and you're not going to have some type of physical contact with an individual. You're not, you know, it's like that describes logic to me. So whatever they're trying to say, I mean, you've already had, I mean, I mean, here's, here's the president of the United States saying you don't need any, 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 it's a hoax. And two people that that that, that travel with him, so far four people that travel with him, and you know they getting triple tested, you know they didn't come up, you know. So right, you know, pick your poison. That's that's all I have to, you know, pick your poison. That's all I have to say. You know, so I mean, <laughs> so if you if you guys have a solution, then uh, or anybody <laughs> has a solution, then they be making a lot of money because it's 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 exactly it's, uh, yeah. It's a sixty-four million dollar question right now because nobody wants. I mean, nobody wants this. I know, I never thought it's two things in my lifetime, and I, and like I said, I'm I'm getting up there. I saw I saw, I, I saw both you guys when y'all were playing in high school, and both of y'all were <laughs> heck of a player. Right? I never thought there'd be, be a black president, and I never thought there'd be a disease within nobody know where it's coming from, how to treat it, or how to do. It. You know, I just thought we had passed. You know. I just never thought it would be any. I would see anything like that in my lifetime, you know. And right. that's where we are right now. We are actually facing something. We are facing a foe that it's almost like a cartoon. You don't even know where it's coming from. Like an invisible man is kicking your butt. You know what I mean? So, so you don't even know where it's from and how to deal with it. And yet they're telling you to go ahead on and proceed proceed with caution. So you tell me, you know, I mean, you guys, uh, you guys are the young guns now, man. Hey, I had my day in the sun. All the think tank guys now, you know, so I mean. You, you, hey, you still got more to take, though. Don't be fool yourself now. Look, hey, look, I tell you, when I look back, I, you know, I was doing a show the other day, and I had Nick Anderson on. And I remember Nick when he was like 12 or 13. So, you know, that's how <laughs> perfect. That's how right. perfect. That's how perfect. <laughs> Got on on, on 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 you guys. I mean, I remember each and every one of you all. You know, uh, uh, you know, and, and and Charles. I swear to goodness, if Ken, I can just drift a little bit right here. I remember the I saw Charles when I knew he was the toughest kid I'd ever seen in my life. Was he was in the eighth grade, 
and he was playing. He didn't know whether he was going to play basketball or football, and he was at a summer league basketball game. And I forgot what, who you were playing with, Chuck, but you were playing King. That's all I know. And mm-hmm. you were guard, one of the best guards in the city. You were in the eighth grade, and you all got yeah. in a you all got in a tussle, and he just body slammed you two or three times, and you just kept getting up. Yeah. And I ran, I ran out on the court, and I said, hey, man, are you crazy? <laughs> and he said, man, I'm going to knock this little fool out. I said, hey, man, yeah, that's you real big fighting the eighth grade. I remember grade. that. He said, he, <laughs> said, he said, what, an eighth grader? I said, L.A., he's an eighth grader. He said, yep, Larry Alloway, you're right. Larry Alloway. <laughs> And he put his arms around you. He said, hey, man, you don't ever have – if anybody come at you again, come get me because I'm going – Yeah. <laughs> it was a moment that I will never forget because he put his arms around you and said, hey, man, I didn't – hey, look, I'm sorry. I didn't know. And you were in the eighth right. grade. I said, yeah. this guy is like the, one of the toughest people I've ever seen in my life. You know, and, and, <laughs> I, you know, I have, I have certain memories that, 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 I, that I'll always remember, and that's – and that's one of them. But like I said, man, I just had, I, I'm sorry I had to drift on that. But I hadn't talked to Chuck in, in, in such a in such a while, man. It was just it's yeah, good it's been a while. But like Are we said, understand, you, we understand. What would you say? Um, um, I didn't hear what you said. I, I say, I say, I say, he had to drift off a little bit. He had to go back into the to oh, the past for a second. Look, man, you know what us old folks, man? We be talking about one thing. We start drifting, man. But that was a good. Oh thing. yeah. No, that was, but no, that was really a, a one of my. All-time great thoughts and great and great moments. Like I said, man, it's just uh, I'm just sorry that where we are right now, as as in dealing with in dealing with this, man. I mean, I don't even know how you got. You know, you pick the subject that it's going to be. I mean, there's there's no answer for it, man. You know, you, you they're going right. to shut it. They're going to even shut it down. Mm-hmm. On a are they gonna let it just play a hand out? Play it hand out. But if that's your son playing, we're talking about it. What you think about it, Chuck? You know, okay. If that's your son playing, how would you feel right now, man? Okay. I mean, you know, it's a, it's all the, you know, it ain't no fun when the rabbit got the gun. I mean, you see what I'm saying? Now we're talking about talking well, about other. Hey, hey, Clyde, but, I do want to say this. I do want to say this to you. Everybody know today is also Clyde's birthday, so I want to say happy birthday to you. Happy <laughs> birthday to you. I want to let you go ahead and get back with your family and everything because I know you're over there getting a little, little celebration on. So go I ahead mean, and enjoy your family and get back to them. And um, tell everybody I say hello. Um, I wish I was there with you, but we, we'll get a chance to get together soon. And like I said, we're going to get a chance to finish this book up. And it, it, it's going to be something that's going to be – I don't want to say a bestseller, but I say a bestseller. Amen. <laughs> Happy Amen. birthday, Clyde. And really appreciate you guys. I love both of you all, man. I'll take it easy now. Love you okay. too, brother. Right, Have all a good right. evening. Hey, that, was, that, that was, like I said, that was Clyde Travis, Hall of Fame, uh, sports writer for the Chicago Sun-Times. Um, he's been in all our lives. You know, you can see the story they was telling about Chuck. We met him. We went over many different stories together. Um, he was one of the people that was in, uh, in my life from a little kid. Um, it just was great to have him back. Uh, we're going to go on to our next caller right now. We got a 708-969, 708-969. Call and state your name, where you're calling from. And this is the question for tonight. In the midst of the pandemic, do you think it's a good idea for sports to return? Yes or no, and why? My name is Aaron Janowski calling from Chicago Ridge. I don't think it's a good idea. Twelve Phillies have contracted the virus. Three Colorado Rockies, including their star Charlie Bachman. Tennis star Novak Djokovic was uh, announced that he has coronavirus. Jabari Parker from Chicago just announced he has coronavirus. Malcolm Brogdon from uh, the NBA just announced that he has the coronavirus. And the list goes on and on and on. Baseball is coming back. They're going to resume their games at the end of July. They're going to do testing every other day. But the question is, gentlemen, how much is one life worth? So when you think about the coronavirus and the effect that it can have on children, the effect that it can have on the elderly, 
we do not have a cure for it at this time. We can't even contain it. It's erupting in Florida, Texas, and Arizona, and other states like Michigan are on lockdown. You can't go into Connecticut, New Jersey, or New York unless you, you follow special protocol because they're in fear of this coronavirus getting out of hand again. So we don't even have this under control. We have a, a POTUS that is in denial. We have a vice president that is in denial. So we don't even have leadership that is leading the way in terms of showing us how to handle this. We don't have this virus under control. Sports is not essential work. Yes, I mean, my life, part of, part of my side salad, so to speak, is sports because I do a sports show. But let's be sensible here. We're talking about lives. I don't want to, I don't, I would not want to be that baseball player that agreed to go back to work and then I bring that virus home and I got to look at my three year old in the eyes. He's wasting away with the coronavirus. And I'm, and I got to think to myself that because of my, either my greed or my stupidity, one or the other, that I'm costing my child's life. And that's what we have to sit here and think about because that's really what it comes down to is, is it worth a life? And in my mind, it's not worth a life. Let's get it under control. Let's get, let's get the, um, the cure, and then let's talk sports. That's what well, I look at. Well, with, with, know. with that being said, with, with that being said, I'm going to play Devil's advocate with that for a minute and look at it from this angle. Well, with the way the things are, let's look at all the everyday people that are forced to go back to work and have to deal with certain elements just to be able to pay their bills and feed their families. Not everybody in these leagues are make, have made that much money or still have that much money to the point where they can just sit around and live off what they had. So a lot of people are actually itchy, are also itching to get back to work because they still have to find a way to feed their families also. And when you're making that kind of money, of course, you make those kind of bills. So their bills are a lot more extreme than ours. So they're also you, you have to look at the fact that these people are ready to get back to work too and they also and this is their way of actually feeding their family. I'm an essential worker. I'm a truck driver. Okay. I'm on the front line every single day. I was mm -hmm. in quarantine for 18 days. I was out of work for 2 months. It cost me. My family is healthy and because my son also works at my job, my, well, my youngest son, he was also in the quarantine with me. So I understand the cost, right? But we're talking about essential workers. We're not talking about non-essential workers, which is sports. If you, don't have to, if you don't have to go outside and take that risk and stand in line and, and rub up against elbows with other people, why would you do that? That's what I'm saying. Now, now if it's a situation where you got to work, fine. That, then you got to make that choice. But I'm talking about non-essential workers. I'm talking about, about folks that, for the most part, should be able to stay at home. Now, if they, now, if they can't, they can't. But we're talking about folks that, in the public eye, went back and forth playing ping pong over millions and billions of dollars. So I don't, have, I don't see any reason, any logic. As much as I would love to see the Cubs play the White Sox and kick the White Sox behind in the World Series. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> as much as I would love to see that. I got, I got, I got throw a little shade there. As much as I would love to see that, um, no, I would love to see healthy bodies and healthy children and healthy families first. Let's get it under control before we move forward with this, gentlemen, or else we, we, we don't want to get to the other side and say, wow, we didn't think this through. You don't want to get to that point. Let's slow down. Right. Think it through. Get the cure first. Make sure everybody's healthy. And then let's worry about non-essential work. Right? Right. Exactly. Exactly. I, I I agree, and, that, that, and that's the thing, you know, everybody, we all got our opinion on this and everything. That's why I thought it was such a great topic to have tonight. And, and for everybody being a voice their opinion on what they feel and everything. But ultimately, we know uh, what, what we thought, what, what, what we thinking right now, how we feel. When it's all said and done, money go overweigh all this. And they go put these players out here, whether they lie to their risk or not. And some of these players will go out here and risk their lives just so they can chase that money dollar. So uh, when, it, when it's all said and done, money go way out on everything. It's a shame that it's like that in our society, but that's just the way it is. That's what I'm saying, man. I don't want to be that. I don't want to be that guy 
that's got to look their three-year-old in the eye as he's wasted away in the hospital bed hooked up to that ventilator. I, that's not going to be me. I ain't taking that risk if I ain't got to. If I have to, that's a different story. But if I ain't got to, I'm not taking that risk, man. My son, my family's worth too much for me than that. I'm exactly. not putting myself in that position. If I have to, that's a different story. But if I ain't got to, I'm not going to look my son in the eye and think about the stupidity that I made to put him in that position. He's looking at me like, why am I in this position? Help me, Dad. I look up to you. You're my hero. Help me. You know, and then you, right. you ain't got no answer for him. No, I'm not doing that. I'm Helpless, not playing that yeah. game. You know, I'm not playing that game. I'm not going that route. Give me the cure first. Guarantee me that, I'm, that my son's going to be healthy, and then let's, then let's go to work. That's that's how I feel. I got to run, fellas. I got a show to do. I appreciate you. All right. And that was Have a good one. Everybody from Arena Sports Talk. Enjoy your that's show. Right. Your show and, and I'll be checking in on it. All right. Cool, man. Thanks. Later. All right. God bless. Hey, let's go to our next caller. We got 312-402. 312-402. State today where you're calling from. And the question is, in the midst of the pandemic, do you think it's a good idea for the return of sports? Yes or no, and why? Uh, this is Frank calling from Chicago. Um, actually, I agree with the last caller um, that not it's really like non-essential. Um, I know that a lot of people wanted to come back because of you know to have like a distraction or whatever, whatever. Uh, but I just don't see like he like he said before, like a couple of people already said that you know we're dealing with something that we've never dealt with before, and anybody can contract it. I just don't see sports being able to resume just because I think it's going to be a lot of people getting infected. I mean, when you play football, you're touching people. You play basketball, you're touching people. Baseball, you know, it's 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 almost inevitable that if one person they're going to test test people or whatever, but. It's almost inevitable that somebody's going to get sick. So I just don't think it would be a good idea until, like the last caller said, that they have uh, a cure for everything and people can return to work safely and not put their family in harm's way. And, and, and something not everybody needs to think about, you know, the NBA, they plan on putting all the players in a bubble. What I, I just recently found this out, I think it was either earlier in the day or yesterday, even though they're going to have the players and their family in the bubble, the rest of the staff that's gonna be going, that's gonna be there too. They're gonna to be able to allowed to move about, move about freely. They're not gonna be able to be in a bubble. So what if they go out and they come back in and then they bring it to one of the players, and then now you got two players with it, you got three players with it. What's going to happen if you got four or five starters that for one team they, they get it? Do they like I said, like somebody said earlier, do you cancel the rest of the season for them? Do everybody do all their games forfeited? How does that work? That's one thing they haven't get, you haven't heard nobody say about if you got multiple players that get it. You know, they got they got reserve players already set up. If one player was to get it, well, you can sign another player to come in. But what if that player is your, is your star player? What is that the Greek freak? What if it's him that ended up getting it? Now, now, Milwaukee season is pretty much shot after that. And not just put it just on sports, but, but then if he get it, then now he, he goes – to his hotel room with his wife or his kids or his girlfriend, everything is there. What happens there? You know, it's a lot of variables that we don't know, unknown variables that can't nobody really give a definite answer to. So they're going to be playing at their own risk. And I don't know if it's worth it. The sad part is just looking at the numbers of it all, if we get one player to come in contact with it, it's going to spread like wildfire. And with, when you look at football, especially, especially football, because you got so many people participating on the field all at the same time. you got 22 different guys plus officials all taking part in basically in contact all at the same time. So it's impossible for, for those germs not to spread. So once they decide to really start back, I feel like it's going to, Go on a downward spiral, and, 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 and it'll probably make things a lot worse than they already are. Yeah. And it, it's going to be, you know, you got all – you you in Florida where you got – they they numbers are going over 5,000 people today to, um, tested positive for uh, the coronavirus in Florida. So they numbers are, are skyrocketing at a high level. And you got you got all these NBA players 
they probably can't get out. But like I say, the staff can. So they going out and they interacting, and then they come and contract with someone. It's just it's it's too much of an unknown variable. I think I, I would love to see it, but at the same time, I don't want to. I want these players to be safe. I don't want nobody, family members to get it. Don't want the kids to get it, because we don't know what the outcome going to be. You know, they they have they haven't found anything that's going to help people get over it to get better, and they haven't found there's most definitely not a cure, and, and that's still that still could possibly be six months to a year away. Let's 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 put put everything on breaks right now. You know, let's calm down. Like I said, essential workers, let them go back out. Let's. I even think we need to slow down on reopening everything. And I know it's costing a lot of people their livelihood and their job, but better your livelihood, your job, than your life. What 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 what, what y'all think? No, I agree. I agree. I agree. I agree. Uh, life, you know, if you're dead, then you know, <laughs> you can't you can't go make a living, right? So, yeah, I, exactly. I agree with everything you just said. You know, everything that you just said. And I think at the same time, somebody made a good point earlier. If, if if you're a parent, are you willing to sacrifice? Would you put? Would you send your child out there to take part in, in, in these type of activities? You know what I'm saying? Like, you wouldn't want your your children to be exposed to it in any way. So for these professional teams, college programs, what have you, to just be in such a hurry to send people back out here, it kind of shows the level of um, care of caring that they of, of them caring about they really can care less. They it's all about getting that dollar back because with That's the with the market with the with, with the with the money that they making it, that they make off the marketing and, and the media and things like that they're they're starving just like a lot of these everyday businesses on the streets because those billions of dollars that they were used to accumulating they're they're not accumulating that at all. So, of course, they're in a hurry to send these people back out here because there's always another athlete waiting to come play or waiting on an opportunity to play. So they'll never run out of athletes. So that's not a worry of theirs. That's one angle nobody's really looking at. It's not a worry of theirs. They don't really care about the athletes. They care about the dollar. So, and, well, athletes ain't double cattle. You know, we go buy Exactly. So there's nothing to go find a new running back or a, 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 a new wide receiver or a point guard. You know, that's easy because they come a dime a dozen. And now the question becomes, okay, how much do you people really care about your product? Because these athletes are your product, and this is what you sell. For you to just throw your product back out there unprotected, I mean, I think that's the most dangerous thing in the world. Okay, hey, Frank, I, I appreciate you calling in. Thanks for your insight. It's always good to hear from you on every time I have a show that you call it in. I really appreciate it being a loyal supporter like that. We're going to move on to our next caller. Our next caller is, uh, before we do that, though, let me uh, uh, do, ladies and gentlemen, you are tuned in to A Man's View, hosted by Kenneth Jennings and my co-host, guest co-host today, Charles Frazier, on the four-time award-winning Port Radio. Now let's go to our call. Our call is 708. 768 708 768. State your name, where you calling from? Yeah, my name is. Hello? Yeah, hello? Yeah, my name is Pat, and I'm calling from uh, Wisconsin. How you doing, Pat? Hey there, Pat. The, the question of the day is in the midst of the pandemic, do you think it's a good idea for sports to return? Yes or no, and why? Okay, my answer is no. And I'll tell you several reasons why. First of all, I was fortunate enough to be, back in the 60s, an all-state football player from a Catholic school on the west side of Chicago. We started practice August 15th. That was the rule. And then mm-hmm. our school merged with, uh, they got a couple championships, they moved with, they merged with Providence, became Providence St. Mel. Football was gone in 66, my senior year. But here's my opinion. Uh, we had, a, I'll give you an example. We had a golf outing scheduled uh, this month for the Italian American Hall of Fame. Okay, and we do it once a year for Tommy Lasorda. 
Now, Mr. Lasorda, God bless him, will be 93 years old on September Ooh. 22nd. He's getting old. Him and Vince Scully, uh, Scully's like a ye- uh, week after him. And in my, in my faith, I have a mass set for him in Lake Geneva. But we canceled that. Okay, now we canceled that, and some big players are always there. We have Mike Piazza. We have Ray Boom Boom Mancini. We have Otis Wilson. We have uh, Tony Esposito and many, many others who are in the Hall of Fame. But my opinion is, if we cancel that, which is basically a fundraiser, I think it's like our 13th fundraiser uh, for mm-hmm. uh, this, for Mr. Lasor- for Tommy, who I love more than anything. But I, I told my great-grandkids, I said, listen, Papa played enough football for all of you guys. There's no reason for you to play football again. None. I don't want you. You want to get into martial arts? Do whatever you want. But I just think the risk is way the blank too high for these kids to get involved. Hey, if you play football. Hey, if you play basketball. Now you're talking about guys with golf. Now you're talking about the main guy with tennis. Really? Well, right. why should we put our kids on the freaking line when this could happen to any of them? You know, and God forbid you're an old, you know, you're a guy out there and watching your kid play, and let's just say you have diabetes. Let's just say you have right. other problem. Let's just say you sneeze. You know, the baseball, they're talking about a 60-game schedule, and God forbid, uh, let's just say one or two players on a team gets this virus, they're history. They are history because they got to be locked down for two weeks and they're playing 60 games in 66 days. Come on, man. This has got to be, you know, we got to think like the many gentlemen have said before me, we got to think about not us, but our kids, our grandkids, Are in my case, because I'm 70, my great-grandkids, but the bottom line is we got to do what's right. And you know what? I always look at it this way. If it's not good for you, then it shouldn't be good for anybody else. And that's that's the way I look at it, sir. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate it. I won't give you a call so until we need to talk a little bit. I'll call you after right, the buddy. show. Uh, but thank you for calling in. You have a blessed evening. Um, have a great God evening, you. sir. God bless you. Thank you. Both of you guys. Thank you. And something I want to say, you know, I think our, our pro sports, they're the ones that got to set the example for our college and our high school sports. Because if they play, like we like we said before, the college go play, the high school go play. And especially, they're not going to have the testing. In college, they might have it, but especially in high school, they're not going to have the testing available for them like the college and the pro level is going to have. So you can have a kid out here playing for for probably weeks, and because you know all of them don't show the symptoms, he can be asymptomatic, and he's not showing mm-hmm. any symptoms. Now he doesn't pass it on to a, to about four, five, six, seven, ten other players. So now you got a whole pandemic going on within the team that you got all these players playing. So our our pro players they got to set the example for the rest of us for the rest of the college and the high school. And I don't care what sport it is. It's just not about football, basketball, or baseball, or soccer, hockey, whatever it is. They have to well, Ken, and if they you also it, have to You also have to okay. look at it from a, a, a different angle with that. So earlier we were talking about how some schools or, or some, you know, let's say the Catholic schools versus the public schools where, where – the Catholic schools may have more resources of testing and better resources of testing. Well, a lot of that is is the same issue at the college level. When you start thinking about these smaller universities, these HBCUs, they're not going to have the same resources that these schools from these bigger conferences and bigger universities are going to have. So it's still – there there can never be an equal balance on how that plays out in any way. So – it's, you can judge it from the pros, but it kind of gets back to what you said earlier. Maybe maybe they should really consider just putting everything at a standstill until they have a real cure for this virus at this point. Exactly. 
they, they don't, the, the, it can it can be detrimental. You know, we mm-hmm. ain't talking about something that you could go get a shot for and go take a pill for. There's nothing there. It's absolutely mm-hmm. nothing you could take, nothing you could do to get rid of this once you have it, but hope and pray that when it's all said and done and run its course, that you're still alive. Mm-hmm. And if that's something you really want to gamble with, that you want to take a chance on, we have to be smarter than this. We have to be better than this. And it, 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 it starts from the top, and they got to work its way down. And, and, and unfortunately, we don't have a leader that's at the top. Well, I ain't going to say a leader, but we don't have someone that's supposedly running the country that understands that either. So he's even putting out more propaganda that's making people feel like that they don't have to follow the rules. If he's not following the rules, why do I have to follow the rules? And it's trickling down. It's trickling down negatively. And I think that's part of the problem. You look at some of these other countries where they make it mandatory, mandatory to wear a mask. Not that you can wear a mask. You probably wear a mask. You take your butt outside your door, you better have a mask on. No no exceptions, no, no who you are, who you might be, or who you want to be. You got to have it on. So we have to do more stricter rules on what we're doing and what's going on because, like I said, it can be detrimental. Hey, Chuck, before we go, I want to let you get your last statement on before I make my last statement. But give me your, give me your last statement on what you think about tonight's topic and, and tonight's show. Um, well, first of all, I want to thank you for inviting me. Uh, of course, it's, it's always a blast. You know, we, we, we've been doing things like this for years just without the mics. Um, and as far as I'm going to, and I'm going to reach out, vent out a little bit more than just the topic of the show. And I'm just going to, you know, kind of vent, uh, here and just let the people know that we we are going dealing with some, some very trying times and we all really need to focus on taking good care of those around us and, and the people that are a part of our lives and understand that tomorrow is not promised and we need to grow as people. Not as ethnic, not as ethnic groups, not as whatever groups you might connect yourself with. But we need to start growing as a people, as people as a whole. And that, those are my last words, my last thoughts for the day. And again, I just thank you for allowing me to be here. Okay, um, Ice, right, you got some last words before I say bye. Hey, Ice, you still with us? Okay, well, until you get on, my last thoughts for the night is... Um, yeah, I'm sorry. I, I was trying to come off mute. I'm sorry, my brother. Oh, okay. Yeah, right. um, definitely, yeah, definitely outstanding and phenomenal, phenomenal show. You had a broad range of um, perspectives and comments from people all over the sports world. Um, man, I, I, I'm just, you know, basking in... And joy for you, brother, because I know that this is your dream. But to yeah. no, but to um, but to answer your question for today, and my final thoughts is this: um, there are some sports activity that can resume that does not require, um, you know, a lot of um, person-to-person contact. You know, such as what you've seen in the um, in the race car industry. They're in their car. You know, and I'm pretty sure that tennis, right? And and I'm sure another, you know, tennis could probably be, you know, just can't be anybody in the stands. But it doesn't mean that that particular sport can resume. I guess the question is, once we start allowing the fans to come and see the actual sport, when it comes to football, when it comes to basketball, um, baseball, um, that may be um, another sport because you got to be in a dugout with each other. You know, that those are the type of sports that you may have to hold off on also as well, you know, unless they get creative, very creative and spread those players out, you know. But again, it's something to think about. I think that you push people minds to the brink of curiosity and thought on today's show. And um, good job, brother. I can't wait to the next one. Thank you very much. Appreciate it. And this is. My brother Black Ice, he's gave me this opportunity to be able to, to to have my view. And that's why it's a man's view. And not that's not excluding any one man or woman. That's just saying when it's all said and done, I got the final say because it's a man's view and it's my show. <laughs> but uh, my thought, my last thought on this, um, like I said, I think we got to start from the top and work our way down. 
to be able to protect our, our young kids because those are the ones that I'm most afraid afraid for uh, because they're going to be out here and they're not going to be able to get tested like our college and pro athletes are going to be able to do. And we need leadership from the top. When I say leadership from the top, I'm speaking of the man that's in office up top of presidency. And that's something you're going to hear me speak about after every at the end of every show. We have to go vote. And not just for presidency, we got to go vote for our congressmen, our, our district judges, our mayors, our governors, our, our people, our aldermen. We need to go vote in groves for every election that comes out. And all these people that keep talking about my vote don't count, if your vote don't count, why are they working so hard to keep you from voting? Look out here in Kentucky. They they closed so many polling places that they was trying to get 600,000 people to go to one polling one place venue. to vote. To one polling place to vote. And then they had the nerve to close it down at 6 o'clock Exactly at six o'clock, it wouldn't let nobody else in to vote. So your vote don't count. Why are they working so hard to keep you from voting? Think about that before you say that again. Before you let that come out your mouth, think about that. So if they, if your vote don't count, they wouldn't be working so hard. Go vote. Get up. Go vote. Mail in your vote. I don't care what you got to do. Go cast your vote. And for everyone that don't vote in this presidency election. That's another vote for that man that's in office already, and we got to get him out of there. He's shown uh, he's shown every negative trait that could possibly be, and I know that's getting off subject, but I'm gonna get off subject after every show because I'm gonna make sure after every show I talk to people about going to vote, going to vote. I mean, so go make it happen, go do it. I think we had a wonderful show. Thank you, Charles, for being a part of the show tonight. Thank you, Thanks Black, for the me. opportunity to put the show on. And until next time, I'll be talking to you again. Good night, and God bless, and love you. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware.